3: I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the Max Out Saving Show. Our show is all about saving money and building up wealth. It, 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 our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. How you do that is, is by working with your company plan or your uh, you know, so if 401k, 403b Uh, 457, your different type of plans, and and you put away a minimum of 10% plus the company match, and uh, after that, you can spend as much money as you want. Once you get into your 50s, you want to try to start putting away more money. That's really the time you want to start. So you really have, you know, once you get into your 50s, the kids start getting You know, they're getting close to being out of school, or they're out of school. The house is closer to being paid off, and then you can your expenses really go down. And, it, and what it just allows you to do is to really. Put away much more, you know. Put away a lot more money, and so that's when you can ramp it up to maybe fifteen percent. It, it just depends. But the research says if you, it, you want to put away thirteen percent. We say ten percent plus. We assume a company match of three percent. But take advantage of your saving programs. Uh, and, and remember, if you have a 401 K plan, if you put away five hundred dollars a month in the plan, you're getting a five hundred dollar uh, uh, deduction. Uh, Per uh, every paycheck, so by the end of the year, you're getting a thousand dollar, six thousand dollar deduction off of your taxes. You're getting, when you file your taxes, you're going to get part of that money back right away. So the government's effectively paying you to do this. Now, if you have a, a Roth IRA rate, of course, of course you don't get that. But because you don't get the deduction, but when you take the money out of the Roth, it, 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 you don't pay taxes. So there's kind of a give and take there. But 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 you know take advantage of these opportunities. Uh, you know the four hundred and one k plan is is the best if not you know it goes back and forth between whether your house or your four hundred and one k plan is the the biggest wealth builder in the country. I really you know looking back on it, I I, I think I think it's really the four hundred and one k program. So take advantage of it. We have got a lot to talk about on the show here today. Uh, the uh, you know I mean it's something new every single day. Uh, in, in the world, uh, we, have had a pretty good market over the last month or so after, after the worst start, fourth worst start to the stock market, uh, since 1920. I think a couple of those were 1920 and I think one was maybe 1940 or 1930s. And then we have now. So it, it's been a tough year. We're coming back some. So where do we go here? We're going to be discussing that. How do you protect your retirement and your savings? Uh, look, inflation came out. Uh, we got the CPI number. Went down to zero magically. Uh, and look, we, we were saying it was going down, uh, but it, it, uh, it, it, does this mean inflation's going away? No, inflation didn't go down. The pr- they did not roll back the price increases you paid for the last year and a half. This month, okay, you're still paying those high prices. Maybe they just didn't go up as much. Looking at the numbers, it was a lot of gasoline and, 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 and a few big ticket items that, that went down uh you know we're not convinced that oil is going to continue to fall uh it, the but 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 inflation if inflation is zero that simply means that all of the of the price increases you paid for the last year year and a half are still there you need to see deflation for things to go back to where they were that's not going to happen uh, this time we we have we have, uh, we have uh, uh, wage price inflation this time—that's something we haven't seen since the 1970s. Uh, we we have supply chain issues; those are starting to work through the system a little, me, a little bit. But uh, we we have issues. We, we have the reshoring of China. This is one of the biggest stories out there that people don't understand. Over the last 25 years, you know, depending on the research, it's been it's, it's between three quarters and of GDP every year has been lost because we've moved so many factories and plants over to China. We're starting to bring those back. We we signed a a $50 billion – well, actually, it went to $280 billion because Congress has lost control of spending, but $50 billion to to, to pay for the semiconductors. Companies to bring their plants back to the U.S. So plant and equipment is coming back. I mean we're now wise to what China's doing, the stealing of technology, moving jobs overseas, subsidizing the, the, the plants and equipment, have special government uh, government programs to help them out to control every aspect of, of industry. And, 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 and so we're starting to pick up those percentages back in GDP, but that's going to be more expensive. So inflation's still going to be here. Uh, I mean this is something we, we, we can you know we're, we're gonna have to see look what do we say in the last for the last about month in the max out savings show what is the most important thing today in the United States of America it's it's the congressional elections coming up in in uh, the, the first week in November less than less than 90 days away uh, and it's you know it's it's pretty about less than 80, month, 80 days or more away, and, and, and so it's ticking down very quickly. Look, if, if the, Republic, the, the Democrats are in a panic, they control the House, the Senate, and, 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 and the presidency. They, they've put through the most radical agenda since Franklin Roosevelt. Uh, we're, we're, we're dealing with, with, with a group of people up there that, that, that really have a profound hatred for the United States as it stands today. They have a hatred for the Constitution. Uh I mean, we just saw what the FBI did, raiding President Trump's uh, home in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, that's disgraceful. I mean, sacking um, Melania Trump's closet. I mean, you know, the arrogance of these people, you know what this shows? It shows a couple of things. It shows absolute arrogance and, and a level of corruption that we've not seen, but it also it it, it, it it shows the remarkable stupidity of these people. I mean, they are they're just reckless fools. Uh, look, this is not about nobody's above the law. What this raid is about is we don't have two systems of justice: one for one group of people, one for the other. You know, the Merrick Garland rule. Well, Attorney General Merrick Garland is look. Yes, we do. Have, we have one set of rules for for Republicans and one set of rules for Democrats. Or a fair way to say it is one one set of rules for half of the country for the low-level people, the working people, and another set of rules for the elite class in Washington D.C. That's what he's seeking to codify as Attorney General. It's profoundly un-American. It's absolutely against the Constitution of the United States. But these people are so reckless that that, that they proceed with this type of stuff. You know. The FBI has lost losing credibility. I mean, nobody, half the country does not trust the FBI because, because it's one shenanigans of raiding Roger Stones and inviting the FBI, the CNN to go along at six o'clock in the morning with the SWAT team. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it, it it's just, it, it's one thing after another. It was a Russia hoax. And the reason why we bring this up is is because, look, we, we, we've seen this. They're weaponized, the FBI. What, what's going to happen when when, when uh, half the country the trump supporters are sitting on a jury now in this country and it's a drug dealer or a or a uh, you know mafioso or something and and uh, you know the FBI person is testifying people are like well can I really believe the FBI uh, individual you know they, they they're pretty untrustworthy they seem to be awful corrupt I mean these are damaging our our our, 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 our civil institutions in the United States but Here's what needs to happen. The Republicans need to get in there. They need to impeach Merrick Garland, get rid of the head of the FBI, and probably we need to move the FBI to the center of the country, in a place like St. Louis or Omaha or somewhere where oh, they're, they're free away from this Washington pool of corruption that's up there. I mean, this is a big problem. And, and now we're going to the to the IRS, eighty-seven thousand new agents. Look, a friend of mine, Bunny Pounds, she puts together Christians Engage to 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 to, 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 to encourage Christians to engage and understand government and run for office. And and, and, and the and the IRS uh, stopped her, uh, was it five hundred C from uh, they denied it. Be, 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 because they said that 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 Republicans like re, 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 Christians are basically a conservatives, so Republicans, so it, it, it's a political group, and it's like no, it, it was a huge pushback from that. They want to weaponize the IRS now, so this has got to stop. We're making progress. The elections are coming up here shortly it you know Congress is if we can get the Republicans in there with a big enough majority they can start investigating some of this stuff they can start impeaching people like mayor Garland they're just corrupt officials clearly corrupt and uh and again this is not about nobody is above the law this is about we have two sets of laws in the United States one for the people in power and one for the people about the what One of the hallmarks of of any third world country, of any banana republic is the minute the new people come in, they start persecuting and getting rid of the old people. What, what what made the United States special is we've always had this peaceful transition of power from one you know one party to the next back and forth, it it and and, and, and we always moved forward and so rather than looking in the back and engage in recriminations we've moved forward and, and built the country and we in and the, and the peaceful transition of power. This, this endangers that because it sets a precedent for whoever's in power gets to sit there and use the FBI as their own personal uh, police force. So this has got to stop, and I, th- I think it's going to look. As we said, the most important thing going forward is the elections coming up. So they're going to try to make everything look as good as possible. They're going to gussy everything up, so to speak. You know, there's the, the if if you look at the oil and gas numbers, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be, and we've been saying on the show, there doesn't seem to be the demand destruction. That 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 that, that uh, the, the Department of Energy has been talking about. We're like, well, we're not seeing it. People are still driving. If you look at, if the, we saw this demand destruction, why why aren't uh, uh, d- distillate inventories going up? Why are they at low levels? You know, if people don't, you know, of course, all you need to do is drive in the road to figure this one out. But 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 again, the, the Department of Energy appears to be talking down demand for oil and gas to get the price lower. They want to get we we again, you know, you could bet. That that the that the, that the uh, Bureau of uh, I think it's of Labor uh, does this, uh, the, the CPI and the PPI You can bet every little thing they did to tweak the numbers to make them look as low as possible was done. Everything you know, they're trying to do everything they can to convince the American people that inflation's going away, that that it was really just a bad dream, uh, that think the economy is improving, uh, that we're not in a recession, even though we had two negative quarters of growth. You know, maybe we're not in a bad rate. we're in a slowdown. down. They don't want anybody to see that because it's all about the election. If they lose power they know they're in trouble. Yeah, they, right now there's a Republican red wave coming right at them. Uh, you know people are furious about their uh, being targeted for you know they, they show up at a school board meeting and the FBI's investigating them for terrorism. I mean you know the last time we saw that was basically the only other people that did that, you know, Merrick Garland was one of them. Adolf Hitler was one of them. Mao Zedong was one of them. Uh, uh, Pol Pot, uh, the Ho Chi Minh. Those are the type of people that, that that's the company that Merrick Garland keeps. Disgraceful. It, it, but, but so this wave is coming. So they're going to do everything they can to make things look better than they are. So the question is, are they better than are are they getting better? We're going to take a look at that. But the answer is, they're getting better. It look inflation probably peaked at nine percent. But but it's still eight point something, eight point five, eight point six percent right now the last year. That's a big inflation number. The target's two percent. Eight percent to two, eight point three percent, eight point five percent to two percent is a pretty long way to go. Remember, if inflation falls the rest of the year, it and and stays at zero, you're still paying, which it's not gonna do. It's gonna go back up again. You're still gonna be paying these high prices. People are still getting wages. That once they get the wage increases, the wages aren't going back. They're gonna stay high. So 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 this inflation is here to say this is a much stickier inflation Wall Street's expecting a pivot so, uh, uh, from, from, uh, from uh, Chairman Powell with, you know, he's going to start taking interest rates down. That's not going to happen. We're going to explain why. that's not-
2: taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
4: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media.
3: In the 1970s, the big song was The Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement.
0: On Radio.com, this is AM 1070,
2: The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioca.
3: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca. We're talking your savings and investments here on the Max Out Savings. You're any questions. Oh, okay. Hello, Charles. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show.
5: Uh, Good morning, Ted. Ted, I have a question about the uh, CPI figures that come out. And I know that in the past, the GDP numbers uh, sometimes, or maybe all the time, I guess, at some later date get revised. And I was just wondering on the CPI numbers and the housing starts and all these other government figures that get released, do they also, as a rule, get revised at a later date, or do they just ignore them? Or what, do you know happen to know? Or?
3: You know, that's a good question. I, I, the 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 GDP does and sometimes the housing I don't know about the CPI I think that one tends to be I I I think they uh, I I don't think it is and I'll tell you why is because that tends to be a, set, a a certain set of numbers I think there was once once or twice where some numbers were were wrong and they had to come back and they, for, for whatever reason they couldn't get the exact numbers uh, but but it tends to be uh, you know a loaf of bread, a, a side of bacon, a, 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 Ford, sh- a Ford truck, or you know those type of things, and, and they plug them in. And so, unless it's a special case, I don't believe they are. But but don't hold me to that. Typically, they're not. But the GDP numbers, they come back and say, they get more information. They say, well, this wasn't correct. It's it, it, it's a more ambiguous number.
5: So let me ask you, therefore, I don't recall the last GDP number that came out. I know it was negative. And then, of course, the big discussion became well, you know, two consecutive quarters, you know, would imply a, a recession. And then there was arguing, you know, a lot of these people were, were basically saying, well, no, it. It doesn't necessarily mean we are in a recession or whatever, but I guess what I was wondering was, is if the if if the the last GDP numbers come out at a later date, a month or two from now, and it turns out that those numbers are actually come out worse, do you think the market would react to that in any shape or form, or would you think they just would ignore it? Or I mean, I'm just curious. Uh, I, I, I
3: they, they tend not to ignore it too much, although that one is. That one is, 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 is if, if, if it comes out better, then they might be able to say there's no recession and that could pressure bond prices that could push interest rates higher. Uh, typically, they don't, they because by the time they come out, it tends to be another month or two past and, and, there, and there's more more relevant uh, recent data.
5: I see. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm this was on to a re-
3: tougher like- one. Because yeah, right. they are dealing with is it a recession or not, and so you could see a little bit more difference because if they can kick it to a positive, then quote there's no recession.
5: Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, the I was. The so, yeah, I was just wondering because if these numbers are constantly changing, then I don't know how the market. I mean, it, it gets whipsawed every which way, and it just seems to me that, you know, at that point, I mean, then people begin to question or you know the numbers that do or that are released because then the, you know the attitude may be well. You know, don't put too much faith in these numbers if they're going to change later. You know, I mean that that sort of that sort of thing. But yeah,
3: yeah. right now, typically they try to keep that. They're always quote adjusting the numbers. You know, uh, but but when you get right before an election, this thing. You know, that that July, August, September numbers. Those before a, an election are the worst because the, they're, they're under huge pressure to make the numbers look good. So any way they can sit there and skew the numbers to the positive, uh, they're going to do it. And that, that's that's kind of what we're dealing with right now.
5: Okay. And then just one last question uh, regarding uh, oil. Uh, or And I know you kind of follow, I guess, the API reports and whatnot. What's your take on oil right now? I know we're drawing down the strategic reserve. Uh, and I mean, I don't know how much I don't know how much further we can draw that thing down. But what is your take on oil moving forward?
3: You know, look. Uh, if, if you look at the oil, if, the, if you look at the storage numbers, they're low. Particularly also for gasoline, they're low. Diesel, they're low. Uh, I, there's some real talk that they think the Department of Energy is talking down the uh, the demand. And in and they're not sure on uh, the, some of the numbers that they're coming up with because because what 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 people aren't seeing is they're not they're they're seeing very little drop in usage and they're seeing they're seeing drop in in in, in supply uh, in storage in these things and so like how is demand going down when, when more supply is coming on the market so. Uh, uh, we we think there's not the demand destruction they claim. Uh, I think come September October they're going to have to quit putting a million barrels out there in the market, and then if you're coming into winter. I I think you're going to see I think you're going to see prices get firm up in the oil and gas sector. That's what we're looking at now. If if Europe just goes into a big recession or China. Uh, that you're not sure but but right now there's a real shortage of oil and the interesting thing is one of the th- th- there's been a shortage of oil coming out of, 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 of gasoline coming out of China of, of distillates which is very strange because if the economy has gone slow over there you would think they'd be exporting more so I don't I, I think personally' they're, they're, they're stockpiling their distillates and oil over there and we're just basically burning through all ours.
5: Okay, and then gas would your you take on natural gas would be more or less the same, or I
3: like look I like natural gas. We're shipping huge amounts over to Europe as well as China, Asia, and other parts of the world. But they're trying to they're trying to make up for the Russian uh, the, loss of the Russian natural gas. So we're shipping everything we can over there. So it look the future looks very good for natural gas. Uh, keep in mind the Europeans are paying in some cases three four percent. For more, for uh, three or four times more for natural gas than we are, so uh, I, I think natural gas. You know, people forget. Uh, fifteen years ago, twenty. Sometimes natural gas would go to fifteen dollars an MCF. I think it's about eight, seven, eight right now. All right. It, it, it went down some. Uh, they, 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 I think they've restarted the the, the Freeport uh, LNG uh, export facility, and that should put a floor on natural gas. So we, I like natural gas probably better than oil right here
5: okay all right well thank you very much to
3: thank you yeah. i mean we, we we have a overweight position in, in the oil and gas sector for our clients uh, matter of fact we picked up some more oil this week uh, on, on the pullback but but I, I, the companies that are that they either have some growth have natural gas or uh, we like in particular uh it and and the big oils these guys are making money and some of these companies are at Three times earnings, which is you know, yeah, maybe maybe earnings fall a little bit, but they're still making a lot of money. And when you're at three times earnings, you can pay down a lot of debt. It really reformed the company. So we, we like the sector. Ah, uh, where to go now? The by the way, you've got a question, or comment, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. A couple things. Interesting story. Uh, you know, today in the journal uh, about uh, they're, they're going to need. 500,000 charging stations by 2030. It, 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 this goes back to to one of the issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking. I, I was talking to someone in the electric business uh, this week, uh, and he was telling me one electric car uses the third of what a house does for electricity usage, which means three cars equals another house in electric usage. It. it you know Joe Biden in the in, in the you know the global economic forum are on a rampage to uh, you know to get rid of oil and gas and convert everybody to electric cars and we don't have the electricity we we don't have the, there's a story uh, we don't have the, the copper isn't going to be in short supply lithium there's a big story in the Wall Street Journal lithium they're not producing what they thought were they were going to be in lithium it, it it it's real interesting so. Oh, they're going to have all these cars. They're not going to have the charging stations. Some of these charging stations take a couple hours to charge, and it, it it it's going to take time to get these things in place. and and and, and, and it, it all it's going to take time to get extra electricity put in place. And you know what's really sad? I had an interesting story. By my brother always. he showed me his his Chevy bolt. He was so proud of this car. He's you know he he's a really bright guy, an engineer, electrical engineer. And he says, Ted, look. He goes. I paid thirty-two thousand dollars for this car. I got one of the last ones made by Chevy. He goes. This thing could go. I can go like seventy miles on electricity, but then I have gas too. And he said, "Here's the deal. My my Chevy Volt only takes one third of the of the lithium that a regular car would take. Now, in addition, if I want to charge my car up, I just string a string in a, an extension cord." You know, from the socket of the house out to the car, and and I can charge it up with uh, with an extension cord. And so he doesn't need a real expensive, super expensive, he's more into minimalism in general. He doesn't need an expensive charging station in his garage. It's but simpler. Now, you could put a lot more electric cars on the road because you, you have. Three times as much lithium if you do it that way. You, everybody doesn't need a charger station, which you're trying to build out chargers. So where are you going to get all the electricians to put charger stations in every home and 500000 all over the place? The answer is it's going to be real difficult. But if you did it this way and transitioned in, what a, what, this is what a reasonable group of people that were planning would look into. But instead, they didn't want people like Chevy making these hybrid cars. They want them all electric. Well, what happens when the hurricane comes and knocks out the power for five or six days in Houston or, an e, e, God forbid, an EMP attack, which is even more frightening, or, or something else happens, uh, you know, a tornado, I mean, uh, all types of things can knock out the grid. They're not going to have enough, uh, enough uh, charging stations and in, in power. So, again, a transition makes more sense, but it, 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 in a world we have today, where well, we have these environmental, you know, these radical environmental extremists in the White House and in positions of power. They're not thinking things through. They were going to get rid of oil and gas. Now, Here's a here's a really great story. We, the Max Out and Savings Show was on this story ahead of anybody else with with Larry Fink at BlackRock. And Larry Fink at BlackRock wanted to quote defund the oil and gas sector. And he said that that uh, states that that did business in the oil and gas were going to see their bond prices go up, the yields go up, and their costs go up to borrow because oil and gas was so bad. And he vowed to get rid of it. And he was the largest uh, largest fixed-income manager in the world, but there was huge pushback at the time. We said, this is ridiculous. Well, right now, here's an interesting story. In a letter to BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, 19 attorney generals, mainly from conservative states, challenged the company's reliance on environmental, social, and governance criteria at the expense of of investor returns. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said in an August 8th news release that ESG climate clothes harm Texas's oil and gas economy and state pension fund performance. So uh, people are understanding this. They're starting to push back. Now, the great thing about this story is, is of course, BlackRock claims, what did they say? Uh, they said that no, that they didn't really uh, – that BlackRock claimed that it was really joined the climate organizations merely for dialogue and was so focused solely on its fiduciary duty. That, my friends, is a bald-faced lie, period. Okay, provable in a court of law. Uh, they weren't doing that. They were trying to defund the oil and gas sector. They made it very clear to anybody who would listen, and now they're trying to cover – Cover themselves, but 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 the state, 19 state attorney generals are now going after BlackRock and questioning this. It, it's interesting. Uh, it's so great to see this because people are wising up to this. But uh, uh, the, uh, you know, one what, of what this guy, uh, Visik uh, Ramaswamy, Arthur of Woke Incorporated, he told an audience that the ESG. Uh, produces less profit for shareholders but it's worse he says ESG drains which is environmental social and governance drains the lifeblood out of out of our democracy which i believe so anyway we're making progress there and again we're making progress in a lot of places the democrats are in a complete panic about Donald Trump they raided his house with the FBI which is just amazing by the way you know, one thing people don't realize about the FBI is when people retire from the FBI, oftentimes they're hired by corporations. Look, we were—I was on the board of a company a number of years ago, and uh, we had an incident at the company, and we had—we brought in a, a pretty senior FBI official. I was in charge, working with him on it, and. Uh, You know, I brought him in. I said, "Look, this is what we need to investigate. What happened here? Was there any laws broken?" And you know, the guy did a very good job. They're very thorough. We brought the FBI in because they're trustworthy. Anyone said anything? We said, "Look, the FBI looked at it because they are trustworthy." And that's what's so disappointing about uh, Merrick Garland and uh, was it uh, FBI's at Ray, Director Ray? I mean, just corrupting the FBI like this. Most of the FBI agents are good, hardworking people. Uh, We need to really take out the people at the top we need to sit there and uh, and, and impeach them that have got to have the impeachment proceedings against a lot of these people and remove them from office and, and clean up the FBI because the majority of the people that are very good people and like I said when it comes time to trusting people to do an investigation you know they, they weren't FBI agents when you know the people we I talked to and the, uh, the person I we hired but he was you know former assistant director or something and and uh very well respected that's why we brought him in that's why corporations bring the, bring him in because everybody knows they can trust the FBI and we've got to clean this up so anyway we will but uh so we've got a lot of things happening so but anyway so so problems with lithium to kind of deviate it's taking time it, 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 and so oil and gas is going to be around for a long time. We like the oil and gas sector, as we said, as we talked about with Charles. Uh, we, we, we're seeing low distillate, uh, low uh, numbers coming in. Uh, they really don't, We don't have a lot of inventory out there. It, we're coming in in the wintertime. So I, I, I the companies are going to make money. And I, I think the oil and gas sector is really coming back pretty nicely. Other thing, something else has come back pretty stock market has recovered in in, uh, July, had had a big move up, and and it's done something which is – it's called a 50% retracement. Now, what is that? Tell you what, we're going to cover that after this quick break. We're coming up here on a quick break, but if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show.
5: Taxi in the bottom of a Bean Town lake, said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. And so we caught the line to Nashville.
2: savings and investment questions ted Gioka has answers call the max out savings show now at 713-339-1070 we'll be right
4: back hi i'm sam malone you know me as the host of the morning show right here on am 1070 the answer but i'm also the owner of houston's cutting edge media company called 512 new media at 512 new media
3: If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
0: Radio.com. This is AM1070, The Answer. The Max Out
2: Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted
3: Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, okay. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Max Saving Show.
1: Uh, is that me with whom you're speaking?
3: Yes, it is. Hi.
1: This is Stephen. Hey, Stephen. I don't want to delay the, the talk you're going to have in a few minutes, but I am severely confused about this strategic petroleum reserve issue. Um, my understanding was that the so called president was going to release oil from the strategic reserve, and that was going to provide more, eventually, more gas so that it would lower the price at the pump and we wouldn't be paying 5 6 and $7 a gallon. Now I understand that what he releases is being sold on the open market, and uh, some of that, if not a large portion of it, is being purchased by China. Now, I want to understand how oil out of the reserve going to China helps the availability of oil in the United States to reduce prices. Can you help me on that?
3: Well, it probably doesn't. Now, what they will tell you is, is the oil is is fungible, which means it, you know, if if you use it, it, it can be used anywhere. And, and so, if they use more over there, in theory, there should be more if they if If they use it over there, then that should open up more oil elsewhere, maybe from Saudi Arabia. I think it's a bad idea uh China is stockpiling oil and gas uh really building up their reserves tremendously. They have fifty percent of the world's wheat and only seventeen percent of the world's population so this is clearly a concern. Uh, They they were going to stop it, uh, I think, mid-September. Now they've extended a little bit because they're desperate to keep oil prices down until uh, until the election afterwards. Look out. But, yeah, no, it's it's a really bad idea. It It, it
1: doesn't make sense to me because it doesn't sound like it works that way because if China can buy as much of the oil as they want, if there's not some kind of a metering or uh, uh, a governor on how much they're able to take – then they're able to buy it at the market price today, and then when we have to replenish it in our reserve, we're going to be paying more for it. I don't understand how that helps me when I take that gas pump and stick it in my car.
3: Oh, it doesn't. And by the way, the answer might be, well, if no, they were the only ones to buy it, well, then you say, well, then cut the price $5 for that day and someone else will buy it here, and that would reduce the price of gas. But no, they didn't. I mean, it's inexcusable they're letting China do this. I mean, if you look at China, they're doing some really scary things as far as stockpiling things, about preparing for war. It, and the United States—I it, it, mean, it's just basically, uh, you know, clueless, you know, uh, skipping through the poppy field. I mean, it's just—it's just incredible. Well, but yeah, it does, to, to answer your question, it doesn't help. It doesn't reduce gas prices if it's going to China.
1: It, it, it doesn't help me or anybody that I know, and doesn't make sense to continue turning on the spigot for China, where he's turned off the internal spigot here in the United States.
3: Yeah, it's a bad idea. No, that's a good, good question, but it's a bad idea. This, well, you know, this it is may is not be a in. bad
1: idea if your purpose in life at that level is to destroy the economy and the culture of the United States. And I think somebody needs to ask that question. They're talking about, and I apologize if I, you know, I'm turning this into a political thing, but uh, Biden and his puppeteers, because it's not Biden because he only has half of his brain working, um, the, they're calling these people stupid or they're making mistakes. I don't think that's the case. I think this is absolutely totally intentional because almost every area of, of our culture is being attacked by them.
3: Oh, I, look, I think you bring up an excellent point. And by the way, the interesting thing is. Is that's what people are starting to understand? Because I think to your point, people. Are, well, nobody could be that bad. And, and yeah, I agree with you. And by the way, there's a saying that we really talked about on the show last weekend. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. And one of the problems is nobody believes them when they're showing us exactly who they are. Good call. Thank you.
1: Already well, you didn't clear it up for me, but thanks for letting me vent. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I, I – I, I, look, I mean I, I think it, it was foolish of them to sell to the Chinese. I mean you know, they, they do a lot of stuff that, that makes no sense unless you look through the lens of they're trying to wreck the country. Then it makes a lot of sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's, and and that's they're – actually, instead of being stupid and haphazard, they're very, very good at what they're doing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Thanks. When they, when they tell you who they are, believe them, and nobody wants to believe them. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks.
3: I mean, this is we're here. I, I, I you know, it's amazing how it, the, people are starting to finally really understand what, what, who these people are, and it's 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 just a real concern. Uh, okay, looking at the market, we've had about a fifty percent correction. So, look, a new bull market. Uh, you know, I think someone said it, the markets never recovered fifty percent after a, uh, after going down. If it once it went above the fifty percent, it's a new bull market. Look, we're not we're not convinced of that. I, I mean, I think a couple things you've got to look at here is, is number one, there's an old adage: do not fight the Fed. And the Fed has been pushing this market up because they've been flooding it. Now they're saying, look, we're taking the money out. Well, that's going to be have a negative thing in the market. They're raising interest rates, and they're they're also engaged in quantitative tightening. I think it's like thirty; they're going to go up to fifty billion dollars a month of, of money they're taking out of the system. And, and look, the Fed is really in a box. Right now, we've got 30, close to $30 trillion worth of debt out there, and, and our debt levels are sky high. So they can't. I'm looking at the, the, the Fed funds back in 1980 to put in, get rid of inflation went to 19%. In 74, they went to 12% uh, to, to try to get inflation. Then it went down some, and they still couldn't eliminate it. They, we have so much debt. If interest rates go to 12%, it's going to destroy the economy. It, it, it could bankrupt the country. They can't do that. Right now, the, the interest rates are at, what are they at? They're about 2.5%. Well, I think the strategy is, look, we're going to keep the rates a little higher longer, that, so we're not going to drop them as quickly because we can't raise them as much as, the truth of the matter, I think if, if they didn't have the debt, they'd like to take the interest rates to 5 or 6% on Fed funds, truth be told, but they can't afford to do that because we have too much debt. So they move it up to two and a half, but it's going to likely stay up there longer to try to achieve the same thing. And they have to make it clear to people that they mean business. The problem we run into is we're at two and a half percent. The inflation was eight point five, eight point three, eight point five percent over the last twelve months. Now who is going? Hmm, I'm slowing down my spending because they've raised the Fed funds to two and a half percent. If inflation's eight and a half, that still means you have basically a six percent negative real rates. So this is not going to slow down the economy like everybody thinks. So they're trying to jawbone. They jaw bonus and said, look, we're going to take rates to, to, to three, three and three quarters to four percent by late this year. We'll see. But the one thing I can tell you about the Fed, the Fed is serious. And the last thing they want is the stock market skyrocketing up to new highs in here right now. They want things cooled down. They want to cool down inflation. So we're not seeing it. Corporate earnings are still under a lot of pressure. This inflation is is tough, and it's going to get tougher because these companies are going to have to come in, and they're going to have to try to. There's going to be more and more pushback on on, on raising prices, and so they're going to try they're going to try to hold prices down, but that's going to hurt their margins. So, look, I think you still want to be cautious in the market. We, we picked up a stock your uh, uh, Friday yesterday. Uh, A little bit. We're building a small position. We're going to take more up, and we're looking at a few we're going to probably sell up in here pretty quickly. So I think you better prepare for a different thing, and you better prepare for a correction. I think somewhere in here you're going to get a top. This is a bear market rally, and then we're going to go down again. So you want to continue to be cautious because the Fed means business. And, and, and the last thing they want is the stock market at new highs because that's not going to slow down inflation, and that, 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 that's what they're worried about. And it's interesting. They've repeated themselves numerous times to different Fed officials. So that's our that's our kind of our thinking there. What else do we want to cover here? By the way, uh, fascinating story. Uh, in the Wall Street, not really a story, but it's a picture in the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday's Wall Street. It has Ken, Kenyan voters in Kenya head to the polls to choose a new president, and they've got these, you know, poor people. They look like Zulus, and uh, they're voting, right? And 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 and, and, the, and the, then underneath it is a, an election f- official uses biometric fingerprint scanner to check voters' identity at polling stations in. Uh, Kilgori, Kenya. Kilgoris, Kenya. Uh, well, this just goes to show you that Africa and almost everywhere else in the world, they ha- we have better voting than the United States does. Because in other countries, they're absolutely sure who's voting, and they only get to vote once. Not in the United States. It, it, you know, we saw at the last election that we, the results were clearly tainted to be as generous as possible to both sides. And uh, and here we are. African countries I, – I, I remember they had voting in, in uh, Iraq after the elections, and they're like, oh my god, the country's in complete shambles. Half the place doesn't have electricity. What do they do? They dyed everybody's hand that their thumbs, I think it was, or finger blew. I mean you had to do – only in the United States of America in, tw- in, the, in the 2020s would we sit there and let people vote as many times as they want or, or have, quote, mail-in ballots. It, you know, that mysteriously appear, have dead people voting all over the place. And then when people look into it, you know, you're trying to cause an insurrection and bring the country down. Just It's it, it just it's just incredible. But other people in the world, you know, they see these things and they're like, what's going on in the United States? They see the FBI raiding the former president's house. You don't think someone would say 50 million, 100 million or a billionaire who has assets in the United States from other countries is thinking, hmm, What's going on in the United States? I thought they – one reason my money is there, one reason I have houses, one reason I have bank accounts and all these stocks is because I know the United States believes in the rule of law and my money is safe. They're going to start doubting us, and then that's going to cause – that's going to put pressure on the dollar. Right now, the Chinese and the Russians are busily trying to come up with a new financial system because we've kicked them out of we've kicked the Russians out of ours effectively, and so every other country in the world, including China and India and other countries, are going, mm, uh oh, we could be next. We need to protect ourselves. The, the, again, this is just bad planning, bad thinking. This is one of the titles of the show. It's just with so many just bad decisions being made because the answer, you know, is, is, is corrupt and, and mean-spirited. And these people are, they're also basically stupid in, uh, up in the White House, in the Republican Party, and these globalists. They're, they're not very bright. They don't plan things out. Now, Soros is, you know, Soros gets the DEAs in place, but, you know, most of these people are a bunch of fools. So, But, you know, but this is affects us long term. We want to have a stable country where the rule of law is ironclad, where people have confidence in our government because we want everyone to come to the United States. We want everyone to put their factories in the United States. We want them to own dollars. We want them to trust our financial system because it makes us all wealthier. It's a free market capitalist system under the rule of law. And, you know, and they're, they're, you know, as the caller said, they're trying to change it into some, you know, new world order, you know, run by the Global Economic Forum, for, you know, which basically, quite frankly, increasingly looks like the Keystone Cops. So, what well, we'll see. So, anyway, uh, markets, I think they're a little high here. Uh, interest rates are going up. One of the things we've been talking about. Look, if you're worried about the market, short-term bonds, as we've talked about you know, the the 2-year treasury is up around 2 3.2% right now. Uh that's not a bad return on your money. It, that's one of the safest investments in the world. Uh it you're, you're in for you're in for 2 years, but you know you're going to get your money back and it, 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 let me let me pull that up here on the chart. Here bear with me just a second. 2 year there it is right there. Yep, three, three, three and a quarter percent. Well, also there's other bonds. If it's a corporate bond, might pay more than that. So for two years, you can get not a great return, but it's better than nothing and it's super safe. Look, let me give you an example. Well, where were we? Let's say I want to invest in a two year, two year bond last year. The rates were at .25. 0.25. 0.25. Now they're, they're 300 basis points high, 3% higher than that. So you're getting over 10 times what you were a year ago in the 10-year treasury. So that's altering the investment field. So you can now with, with get a, a reasonable return. Okay, great. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, we, we get we get a reasonable return with not a lot of risk. So this is changing the investment in, uh, environment to something. So there are opportunities. Now, there are bonds you can get four percent or, or more short term uh, bonds. Uh, we have what's called a flat. Uh, a, 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 we're getting near an inverted yield curve, which means shorter, longer term bonds are, are at are, 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 are yielding less. But with inflation this high, they think rates are going to come down. But what if the inflation continues? So anyway, so So there are opportunities in this market. I think for the next decade, I think what we're going to see is going to be, you're going to need to get more income from your portfolio. There's decades in history, in in the United States when income provides almost 100% of the return of the, of the S&P 500 during those, of your portfolio during those timeframes. I think we're coming into one of those. So this is something to think about and watch. Anyway, I hope everybody has a great weekend uh, here. Uh, and remember our motto and philosophy, which is to is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. I think that's the key to building up wealth. By the way, we've seen way too many people that have, had, have been too aggressive in their portfolios. Uh, th- I think this gives you another opportunity in here to readjust the risk. Uh, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, and I'll, uh, you can uh, request an appointment with me. I'll sit down and we'll take a look at your financial situation. Until then, uh, remember... They've aggressively invested in to see you next week on the the Backstop Stadium show.